Hello and welcome to another episode of 10,000 Hours. I'm Grant Spanier. And I'm Vince Kochi. And you are listening to episode 125, 1 plus 2 times like 2 minus 1 plus 10 minus 10 times 1,000 divided by 500 times 2. Wait, you lost me. Divided by 1,000 is 125 maybe? Yeah, I think, no, that's, now that I'm like, I typed it along in my Texas Instruments calculator, and that's right, you nailed yeah, it. What are you, what are you working with, a TI-83? That's TI-89? right, yeah. the only, the, really the only one a serious calculator owner should have. Uh, yeah, we've got episode 125, <sighs> that's a lot. That's, gosh, what is that, a century and a quarter? That's right, working been, on our... Well, I mean, we've been doing this show since uh, late 1800s, and it's it's been a pleasure, you know. Right, kind of electrical <laughs> podcast, <laughs> yeah. And then really riding that wave into the advent of uh, of the industrial age. I mean, what what a treat it has that been. Steam powered phase, <laughs> yeah. And the the words came a bit slower then, but we still got them all out. Um, <laughs> And, and speaking of innovation, speaking of innovators, uh, we, we really did have an innovative guest on this uh, this week's episode. One Eva Goyochea. How, how'd I do? Ooh. You did great. No, that was a slam dunk. Nice. As and she was, was a the, slam dunk of a guest. guest. Can yeah, I say that? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, please. As, again, as talented and as twice, interesting as she was, she was like twice as fun and amiable and just like generous with her time and and her like remarks she was yeah. also one of the funniest uh i guess we've ever had a true homie i, I if you if you've listened this far i would uh, fault you for not going further because she's so rad and i mean she is doing rad work and we, we should mention it uh she's co-founder of tinker watches and of mod which is a seemingly sex positive like cool sex like forward uh, company uh, condoms and other such yes trinkets. sex like the accoutrements you need for sex uh, presented in a gender neutral and very positive and forward thinking way and, yeah, and, and, and well designed pleasing. yeah certainly yeah man she, she was a great guest uh, who, who's uh, just doing cool stuff and what a lovely perspective Eva had and we talked about, yeah, it, it was lovely. And we talked about building, which is uh, kind of a super general term, but we talked about it in the sense of building brands. Uh, and she, as someone who does build brands, is building one now uh, in mod. Uh, it's like, it was a super, one of the more like industrially on the nose conversations we've had, but the way in which she presented it was as novel as you might expect from someone like her. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, when when we talk about building, especially with Eva, uh, who is someone who I believe, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Vince, but I believe has has worked um, somewhat extensively within the Squarespace verse. Uh, we yeah. have to we have to give a shout out to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Um, it, what I appreciate about Eva's work on Squarespace sites and about my own work and about the whole, as mentioned, Squarespace verse is that you can really just bring aesthetically pleasing designs and ideas to the table without without really struggling and struggling and struggling to bring them to life through development. Um, 
And uh, it's it's something that uh, I've really appreciated about really building anything, especially getting things started. I think Squarespace is such a phenomenal tool for that. I've built you know probably like 30 Squarespace sites at this point, and uh, it's it's an excellent resource. And I I truly can't recommend it enough if you're trying to get a portfolio up or a small business site or really almost any level of site. Here's the thing, Vin, and and I will end this. This I'm I'm pitching this right now, but I I truly mean this. Uh, I'll end this now. But I I did a I did a site for uh, Patreon recently, Patreon, which is a pretty big company, and it was this campaign for the arts project. And uh, even even if they build that beyond where we where we left it, it's such a helpful exercise in getting a site up. I, it's just like you you're forced to kind of think through a lot of the. Uh, the details of your site. So, shouts out to Squarespace. I, I truly love them. Absolutely, they're just they just break down barriers when it comes to like how how like a person who isn't that tech fluent can make something beautiful and expressive. So, thank you for existing in the first place, Squarespace, and thank you doubly for sponsoring the show. I mean, I guess fuck use the code ten thousand hours if you're gonna get a Squarespace site. Whatever. Yes. That's one yeah, one, definitely do that. You get, you get, it costs less NH, than you would otherwise. No. So. Yeah. What? One U? <laughs> and one yeah, you know how to spell. Yeah, you got it from here, one listeners. Uh, so thanks to Squarespace and thanks to Evan for joining us on this very excellent episode of the podcast. And hope you enjoy it, listeners. That's episode 125, Building. to other time zones, I guess. Yeah. Thanks. What, what are we missing? Mountain? We're missing mountain time? We're yeah. missing mountain. Well, I didn't so know. Salt Lake City on the phone. I have a I have a burner computer that just runs, that is like running the Skype call from there too, just for, it's my OCD, <laughs> so we can hit them all. <clears throat> Vince? Grant, <laughs> new and improved, uh, ready for action. Streamlined, aerodynamic, streamlined. Yes, I can feel the wind whipping through my hair. Um, I guess my my longer locks at this point would seem like a disadvantage in terms of uh, aerodynamics, but I think that's true. This, I think it's true, but I'll acknowledge that. But I will say what what they take away in terms of wind and drag. Uh, they aid me in confidence and I think in ac- overall speed Be- because Looking of the good. confidence. Yes. Yeah. Look good. Feel good. Run good. Fly good. Fly race good. good. That's right. Exactly. So all that to say, we're getting right to the point now. We don't do the bullshit at the start of the show. I just ask you, Vince, what are you working on? What are you putting your time into? I'm glad you asked. Uh, jumping into some new work at the office on Comcast Spotlight. I don't know if you know uh, what that division of Comcast is. It's their like ad placement uh, division. So it's kind of like we're advertising to advertisers. So everyone's sort of in on the joke, and it's 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 been cool. Um, <laughs> in my free time, I'm working with my lovely girlfriend. 
friend. We're deciding to see what we can do with making uh, dehydrated cosmetic products. This is something she does as a hobby, but we're thinking maybe just maybe we could actually make something out of it. And if nothing else, share it with our friends for free. So we did a big test kitchen night last night. That was pretty fun. Bizarre. I love it. My my Instagram shows me doing an A-B test on both sides of my face with various masks. So, uh, wow. I am on board. Check that out. Uh, but yeah, that's what's keeping me busy, Grant. What are you putting your time into recently? Uh, just a, a few shoots, doing a few shoots, and uh, you know the old Death to Stock stuff, and uh, pre-pro, pre-pro on a music video, um, which is like I'm, I'm, I've been uh, trying to trying to be vigilant about saying no to other things because I know how stressed I get uh, in the pre-production process leading up to that. And I feel like I almost said yes to a lot of stuff recently. And I was like, wait, what are you doing, man? And uh, so so I'm focused. I am, like, focused. <laughs> <laughs> good, man. Good. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, I mean... And as always, you sound busy. Yeah, you know. Not oh, too busy. I, I will say, actually, I am literally moving tomorrow, studios. Um... So I guess that has been a focus as well, which I'm super excited about, man. I'm, I'm about to get into a, a, a better situation and pretty hyped about it. I'm sure cool. we'll, we'll show out some pics once we get that up. Uh, we'll, we'll send those through. And, I mean, perhaps that will be uh, more... I think that will facilitate the recording process more, which is what we're doing right now, Vince. Recording the podcast. And, uh, and we've got a super fun guest today. We've got the old triple spread happening. The old triple spread? Oh, yeah, we're coast to coast, and then me in the middle, stuck in the middle with you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we can get somebody to do uh, some art. I feel like, wait, maybe, like, replace the Malcolm in the middle. There's got to be some cover art with the three brothers with each of our faces. Vince, you'll be in the middle. I'll be I'll be Reese. No, I'll be the younger brother on the left. Dewey's the little Dewey, one, right? Yes, Dewey. and maybe our our guest. Who's Reese, Reese then? Our, Who's Reese? Grant? <laughs> our Reese today uh, is Ava. Ava Goikochea. Was that Ava forever? Fuck! I wrote. <laughs> we, I, we I, did I, I wrote the phonetics down, but I have this problem with with learning both sides, like the right and the wrong, and then I mix up the right and the wrong. I should only learn the right. I should never I should never hear the wrong. God. Uh well Eva. Goikochea. It's okay. It's a lifelong thing. I've okay, I'm with. sure it's a thing. Well, thank you for bearing with us. And uh I I don't even know how I first came across your work. Maybe through Squarespace or something. It might have been a friend I, I uh, or even actually internally at Death to Stock, we share like creatives that we dig and like uh, a lot of personal sites. And I think maybe that's where your site came through. And uh, yeah, checked out some of your work. Su- super dope stuff. Really like aesthetically pleasing kind of um, branding, uh, content, web design, uh, really cool stuff. And then I, I dug into... I didn't go as deep on Tinker Watch. Oh God, the innuendo is starting already. I was just say I didn't go as deep on Tinker Watches, which is one of your startups that your co-founder. But I went a little deeper on Mod, your other startup, and I actually signed up. Uh, so I've okay. hopefully got some condoms coming to me in late 2017, as promised. Well, as hopefully promised. 
they'll be there. And if not, like, just use protection until then. That's all I can add with you. <laughs> Respect. That's, yeah. Hey, I guess with a message, hinge- that's what I like to hear. I was hinging my, my, my sexuality on that. I was going to wait. Uh, okay. Whew. What an intro. <laughs> okay. So yes. besi- besides that, perhaps you can tell us more. But besides that, you, you've worked with some, some pretty cool clients like Adidas, Everlane, um, I, I really I dug into the Everlane work to a little bit more than the others, and I thought that was really lovely stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> Eva, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for joining us. And maybe I can do the honest end of asking. Uh, it sounds like you're involved in a lot, and at least have been involved in a lot for a while. But what are you putting your time into recently? What are you working on right now? So I am working on mod. Mod is my focus. Um, and it's, we're like ramping up going into fundraising. So that's an interesting, uh, you know, spot to be in. Um, and then I, I'm a co-founder in Tinker and I sort of am, I would say the minority, you know, part of the brain trust of Tinker at this point. And then I do studio work. So I'm split three ways. And then I think about like other things like lunch. But otherwise, that's, <laughs> that's how I split my time. Uh, is that lunch, Maurice Cherry's studio? I was thinking that is, but then I was like, I can't even make the reference because it's like so fucking minute. And like, <laughs> but I guess that is the Leave show, it to me. isn't Leave it? it to me. No, thank it's you, man. It's like every mundane word I could say. You'd be like, yeah, that's someone's creative studio. It truly is. So, yes, we had Maurice Cherry on of Atlanta, and that is his creative studio. And when you said that, I could not help but think of it. Wow. Well, it it sounds really – you are in what I would describe loosely as very diverse ventures. And so maybe this is where we can start the pretext to the context of the episode – can you tell us a little bit both about uh, Tinker Watches, but especially about Mod and what it is? Yeah. So I'll tell you about Tinker first. Tinker is a watch company. We use the word minimal watch company, but I think that that has a lot of, especially in the design community, that has a lot of, um, mm, that's not our personality. Let's just say that. But the look of the watch is minimal. Um, and we started that about two years ago. The idea was to create a really great product for a good price and to have a voice that speaks to a wide audience. And then in the meantime, we thought about this idea. And I say we as in our co-founders of Tinker, although I am the last person standing who is working on Mod. And I have two new co-founders. And Mod is a modern sex essentials company. And the same set has the same spirit as Tinker, which is democratizing this vertical, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's all about modern sex. <laughs> Is that what you call it, mod? <laughs> no. Um, the let's see. The quick story is that before Trojan was on the scene, there were a lot of brands, and one of them was called Three Merry Widows, and their names were Agnes, Mabel, and Becky. And we always thought it would be nice to not only give a name that's in the same vein as those names, but also think back and throw back to that time when packaging was beautiful and sex was, was, mm. you know, okay between all because at free love it's now so male dominated. Right. Yeah. 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 Tro- Trojan is a, a pretty aggressive. It's a pretty aggressive. Vince and I were actually speculating about this a little bit. Vince thought it was a throwback to the television program. Correct. Vin. That's right. From the, um, if I'm not mistaken, the mid to late seventies featuring the titular character Maud, who is also a big advocate for 
feminism and for open thinking about sex. Uh, she herself got pregnant on the show into her 50s, which was uh, considered scandal for the time. But scandal. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so very cool. That's, that's what I was about... doing with your name. <laughs> that's doing a and now, on purpose mispronunciation for emphasis. Yeah, is it uh, ever ever right? Yeah, it's forever, okay. forever, ever. It's just so okay. weird that people are named Evan and they never get called Avon. I don't get it. We'll have to talk about that. Or even right. Um, <laughs> Next episode. So I think it's Eva Mendes that actually did you in on that one. Unfortunately. Oh, yes. So when you say about democratizing a vertical, uh, perhaps for our listeners who don't know or our hosts who aren't 100% sure, what (laughs) do you mean by that? (laughs) Also, I just want to point out that I said between all, and I understand that that makes no sense. So I I just want to like reverse back to that. Um, (laughs) I think when I say democratize, I I just mean this idea that, uh, you know, creating a brand that speaks to a larger audience. In our case, we're really cognizant of trying to be neutral in our tone, not speaking just to women or just to men Mm. or to anyone in between, but trying to speak to all people and creating products that are really approachable and friendly and feel like they're for humans. Not, you know, I I don't, we could talk about lifestyle brands all day, but I just think it's kind of bullshit. So this is, yeah. I mean, well, I'm glad because I think we might be talking about lifestyle brands and why they're bullshit. (laughs) Uh, as part of today's topic. Great. Let's do it. Eh, that's a segue if I've ever heard one. I'm out. <laughs> I, I, I was representing the audience there. I was like, eh, fuck you guys. Nah. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, yeah. So this this week, we're talking about uh, building. Building is a super general word, but we're talking about it in the context of building messaging, building images, building brands. Uh, what goes into that, how much components make up a whole, and how much your, your history plays into where you are now, all of these things and more on today's episode of 10,000 Hours. Uh, so <laughs> tune, when in, we talk about tune in building, right now. <laughs> <laughs> tune in currently. Uh, when we talk about building a brand, for instance, Eva, what are some of the things that instantly leap to mind as the most foundational elements in doing just that? So I think through the typical, the typical stuff, right? You think through like your mission and your values and what you're selling, you know, your unique selling proposition is. But I also think of the fact that for me, the brands that really work are, can be personified or they can be turned into a physical space. Um, and I think that's how I think of a brand. Like it's on paper and then it can come to life in a different way. And if you can't make a brand come to life through a person or a place or a thing, you got to work on the paper. (laughs) You got to keep working on the paper part. Um, If that makes any sense. No, it it does. Although when, as you were saying that uh, I was thinking about a little bit, I mean, some of the brands you've worked on and, and, and I was thinking about Everlane and actually Everlane's a brand that we've referenced a lot with death to stock, just as far as like how they position things and what they've done. And maybe that's actually how we, we came across your work, but I was just thinking, ah, but maybe like there, I, I, in counter to myself there, I was thinking, but maybe sometimes there are just like sexy brands or like fun, sexy, real human brands. And then like, there are just like more sellable brands that just don't need to be personified. I mean, I think the idea is that if you're going, 
look, I don't know if the Victoria's Secret like person exists on the street. I couldn't tell you I don't know them um, so there I think that there are brands that are highly successful and probably don't exist out in the world um, but I think that in terms of how I approach building a brand and starting a brand I try to think through is there actually an audience um, that's, I mean, it's such an interesting question. I feel like we've already, like, five minutes into the discussion, grappled with one of the biggest, like, conversations and controversies you can have in brand building. Do you build something with an image in mind and risk alienating people who don't fit the image? Or do you build it broader and risk being so bland and unapproachable and unconnectable that nobody cares? Well, I think you have, like, to build a brand, you have to test it. That is so, so important. And I, this is not, I swear to God, this is not a humble brag. This, but this is a, just a real reference. I, uh, from a TEDx I did, I did a TEDx talk. And one of the big points of it for me was talking about success and was talking about, I, I had a slide of just the word success and all this like gold plating. And I think it's just put on such a pedestal <laughs> and it's like, so, it's so, misconstrued and it's so personal really it needs to be personal and even in a business or a brand it needs to be personal to that brand and it's so easy to fall into the trap of like an arms race really and i mean that's something we've done with that to stock and I, I think i've done personally with my own creative work my own artistic work is really think strongly about and uh, about what what's important what is actually what does success look like because the only way, not that everything needs to be reverse engineered, but there's no way it could possibly be reverse engineered if you don't have no idea what that is. Um, and so I feel like it's such a good starting point. Even, you know, may, maybe is that an exercise you would do with a brand? Maybe this is something interesting for us to talk about is like, do you look at other brands that you aspire to be when you're when you're starting out? Yeah, and I think that you try to go through so the first, and I, I mean, the first thing I think about is like, why does that brand stick with me? Because if I can reference it without having to go dig for something, I'm like, okay, what about it is really sticky? I, I think to about me? like thinks, a thinks <laughs> yeah. brand or something, or like uh, Reformation. Reformation pops out to me, even when I, when I'm thinking about mod. Those are a couple of brands that pop up to me. Sorry. Right. And no, and I mean, <laughs> that's interesting because we get lumped in with thinks and I sure. feel like right now is not the best time to get yeah, lumped Definitely not. But <laughs> Reformation, I feel like it is. I, 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 yeah. I, I make the distinction in my head between it because I'm familiar with the stuff. I think of thinks pre-bullshit. Uh, and then I, th but that Reformation, I really love Reformation. I don't know if you're familiar. Yep. Okay. I'm familiar with Reformation. Yeah, I love them too. The only thing, and ugh, damn okay. that mint green on mod, because I often think that we get thrown in you know like we're a female brand they have a female name the idea isn't to be a totally female brand yeah um, but, but i feel like you are playing you are you're sort of like you're on uh you're playing both sides in a way because you, like i signed up for condoms like and i understand that <laughs> that is like totally okay and like should be more of a thing for female you know like of course protection is protection but it is like goes on a male and i feel like you're sort of balancing it there to your credit okay great <laughs> cool <laughs> imagine all of the things that people are purchasing condoms for other than sex and I, this is great um uh. <laughs> no when i think, think of a brand like no i mean speaking of like 
side note, have you been hearing about the fact that people have been putting on makeup with condoms? It's like the new thing in the beauty YouTube unit. (laughs) Vince, take notes, Mr. Dehydrated Cosmetics. What are you talking about? How? um, They're just using it, like using one of those sponges or using your fingers or a brush, they're using condoms. Um, Why? I've seen not a rabbit hole that I've jumped in. I don't they're trying to figure out better ways to to spread the makeup on your face. That I sounds like click encouragement if I ever heard of it. That can't be optimal. But can, please continue on what you were saying about perceptions of your brand. We'll, we'll yeah, show I notes. That- we'll show notes. Makeup condom application. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Um, I think your your question was like, what? How do I reference other brands, or why do I reference other brands? So I think of it really in terms of being. First of all, whenever I build brands, if that's what we're calling it, or if I'm working with a client or thinking through what we're doing internally, I never think like the company. I think like a consumer. And so mm. I think of the brands that are sticky. Why are they sticky to me? Why do I care as a consumer? Um, and then I start to just extract that, like either the messaging or the visuals or whatever it is that's making it stick for me. And that's what I use to start thinking about my, my brand. Um, but I think there's something to be said for, for like, I think Binks is actually a good example because it sticks <laughs> with you long after you're like, you just see it in the subway. Totally. For instance. I, I That was a little bit too satisfied of a laugh for me. Like, <laughs> like yeah, a, a it was child. downright villainous. <laughs> I like as a child, like told you so. <laughs> uh, but okay. I'm so so this is, all, this is all supremely interesting to me because you said the phrase, and I hate to stick you on it, <laughs> damn that mint green. This is one of my like favorite things when it comes to building a brand is how these small seemingly, and maybe to not the, saying the lay person is so conceited to be like, sure. oh, yes, us advertising people, but people who aren't like involved in the industry might see them as inconsequential choices. Yeah, yeah, You're the unobsessed, on. not even the uninitiated, the unobsessed. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, exactly. Can you talk about these sort of things? Why does mint green scream feminine brand? Does it? I To me, I don't make that connection, but Fuck. clearly to someone more Dude. like into it, you have. <laughs> the, the, well, you, I think it's sorry. soft. It's I'm like, sorry. go ahead. Sorry. No, please. No, I'm so sorry. I just was, here's what went through my head right there was something that I've struggled with is like, I feel like brand Okay, brand designing is a little bit like uh, designing for the responsive web, or not the responsive web, designing for the web with like, or designing for screens, for the modern digital experience. It's kind of like you need to understand the context of every person who sees it, and the danger or like the reality of like designing a brand is that so many you cannot map out like devices the context of all people and so so many people have so many things so many different inputs that define what their screen size looks like their human screen size versus their actual physical device that we can at least we have technical specifications for and so that is maybe one of the biggest difficulties in building brands is trying to understand the context of the the design context the audience and the, like the the interrelated context for them man sorry i just got overwhelmed no i mean i look at my so i have two apps on my phone and their icons are exactly the same from a distance with my negative 14 eyeballs no i have my contacts <laughs> and i'm looking at my phone yes. um but and i 
I damn them every day because I'm like, oh, I was trying to open this other one. And what are I they? Think color, uh, one is Compass, which is a real estate um, app. And then the you other open one every is day. This, I, yeah, oh, I, my co-founder is looking for a, an apartment. So I just like side note, my fourth job is I look at apartments. For <laughs> um, but the, the other one is Visco and they're the same. Like, yeah. like if you look at them, you're just like, oh, but I think they ah. took the route of no color which is what we thought about doing. And maybe we will at some point, but for our landing page, we wanted to use at least a friendly color. Okay. So a crazy thing is though, in my head, Oh wait, dang, I'm actually just misconstruing them. I was thinking of an earlier version of Visco, but I, I wasn't actually thinking of that. I was thinking of like, what is it? Scroot? SK skirt, skirt, skirt. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, talking about? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm picturing so, that like, kind of like, there's like a, r- a red, green, Sorry. Okay. This down the rabbit this hole we go. Makes me a great. It's great radio. Uh, no, but not to <laughs> not to derail too much. But also symbology, the logos that we use. Mod has an interesting logo. I'm looking at the mod page right now, and I'm seeing this very faint. It should be said very faint. Mint green, uh, washed over the page. I'm also seeing a little symbol, which is like a half circle with a singular central line jutting up to make sort of a squat upside down Y shape. Yes. So if you scroll down to the third page in radio land, you can just think about this, but um, <laughs> this was, well, they can go to the website. Actually, What's the website? So the website is getmod.com. G-E-T-M-A-U-D. Um, this was designed by Hamish Smythe, who was at Pentagram and now has, has his own studio called Order. He's incredibly talented and he's, he's an awesome human, but he created this, this, these symbols. Um, and these symbols are meant to be really universal. I mean, you can think of them as body parts. They might just be like happy squiggles, they, but it's really up to you. So that's what's all over is these like body parts or symbols cool. or smiling faces. Yeah. Contours. Yeah. It, yes. I mean, and faces, it is, it is genitalia, positive. It's whatever. very positive. Humps and lumps. Yeah. Humps and lumps. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it, it. That makes it sound much more visceral than it is. It is. It's very pleasant. And that that's what I'm seeing. It. I hate the word neutral because neutral is sort of a antiseptic word, right? Yeah, when I said neutral, I do mean in terms of voice. Mm-hmm. Right, but uh, I do think yeah. there's a level of neutrality to it. It's maybe universality. That's a word that I I like to use because it's friendlier. Yeah, and now we're even talking about too, how yeah. to like uh, this, how semantics affect how you even describe something. How the two words neutral and universal they're saying the same thing at their core, but it sounds so much different when you say them. These are all the pitfalls that you have to take into mind, as I'm sure you don't need to be explained to when when you're brand building. Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought in the beginning, I got quickly um, shut down that I could I should say unisex. Mm. But but and and I, I realized the error quickly, but it was like, no, you shouldn't say unisex because, you know, there are there's everything in between. So that's the idea was neutral, like gender neutral or like a neutral tone. That's how we describe it. Yeah. That and I, I mean, it's coming across to me, but we've already described some of the ways that you've done this with these sort of 
iconographic contoured symbols and with a very light color palette. What are some of the other ways that you strove to achieve neutrality in in mod? And maybe you can also parlay this into a discussion about Tinker Watches, which is a, a watch brand that it, also you you hope to have made. I don't want to say neutral again, but kind of universal. Yeah, I mean, so the other thing we thought about with mod was packaging, obviously. I think that there is a, clearly there's a stigma around purchasing sex products, especially yeah. if you're, if you are a woman. I, but we've heard plenty of, of um, stories from males who go to the drugstore and throw in everything they don't need. There's like some Chex Mix and other crap in <laughs> yeah, there. Like, very, uh, I've been that guy stuff. before. Yeah, um, I had great, a friend yeah. who's a guy, he's married, and he bought strawberries and whipped cream just to go with the strawberries Jesus. as a separate dessert, then bought condoms, then realized why the lady was getting <laughs> the evil. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I think that thinking through the packaging, also to go back to this well, idea. So, go ahead. No, yeah. here's the thing though. Here's what I'm seeing from the outside is, it's what what I appreciate. Something I really appreciated about my interaction with Mod was the experience and just how intuitive it was, and how just like nice. I felt like, oh yeah, here's the next step. I do, I couldn't even describe the steps I took besides like uh, submitting, like oh yeah, I signed up. Oh oh yeah, ship to me at some point. Oh, and I just I remember thinking, oh, this is a great experience. And what you're talking about with the packaging. And any of this really is experiential. And I feel like that gets beyond just aesthetic, which we could, I mean, that it's tough to design full context, but you can design full experience to a degree. Right. And I think that, you know, we've taken, like, we've gotten good press, even though we've only had this landing page for, you know, really a month or two. And it's like the, the very much the response was, how are you being groundbreaking? And I'm thinking, really? Because I feel really, really uncomfortable going into a store and buying these products, not only because sex as a subject is taboo, but also because the packaging is so awful. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like to think of it. Totally. It, you know, it is really uncomfortable. And hopefully we're helping that process um, along with creating content that breaks the taboo. But That's cool. I, I love it. I'm on board. <laughs> The, I was just say sign me up, but I did. I'm already signed up. <laughs> the way that an attractive package, I mean, constant, so many honestly, so many. I mean, I should not have stopped. That was a classic <laughs> issue. Um, anyway, the, the way that um, aesthetically pleasing materials and packaging <laughs> can normalize a purchase is huge. Yeah. It's so interesting to me. Even when you buy something like, pharmaceuticals or over-the-counter medicine having friendlier more accessible brighter packaging or uh, on the reverse packaging that doesn't call so much attention to it these sort of things that don't have any impact on the actual product itself can have a huge impact on the psychological process of actually utilizing and purchasing the product absolutely and i think that we live in this, it's so odd to me that we live in a time where everyone's totally fine with spending so much on packaging for products that are similar, you know, i.e. like the Aesop product. Like people buy soap and they'll pay for the markup and really they're paying, yes, they're paying for for 
maybe better ingredients. We don't know. That's debatable. We could go on that tangent. But I think they're also paying for packaging and experience. Um, In our case, we're not trying to mark anything up. We we will still offer a fair price, but we do want for people to have like a really great experience and identify with their sex products. Sex is like, well, it's the most intimate thing that you do. And yet, why are these products so disconnected? It is true. From how people, mm-hmm. yeah. Identifying really with them, it, it, that is such a thing. Yeah, I think of like... Hugely I, important. I think of com- competitors. I think I think of other products in that space, and I'm just like, oh my God, I would never... You, you know, like, m- my toothpaste, I don't identify with it that much, but I, I'm not like scared to be identified with it. But like, <laughs> I think of like some like condom brands and I'm like geez no don't think of me as I would never want someone to call me a Trojan man like that sounds terrible you know like I know a Durex man is pretty is like pretty new it's like pretty it's not appealing I don't identify with it but it's uh, at least not I don't think it has as many negative connotations yeah yeah yeah. you know what this conversation actually reminds me of is a very packaging conscious purchase that I make once a month probably um, in the same aisle, kind of the First, body wash aisle. Uh, oh, so this bu- buying body wash as a man, I think, is like truly uh, it's deplorable situation. And I'm very thankful for this sort of the Target brand sort of sh- the upsold version where it's like every man or I forget what is it's every man Jack maybe. Yeah, but. The choices you have otherwise are like Old Spice, which is this theatrical nonsense of a <laughs> package that makes you look like, I don't know, a high schooler. And then you have yeah. Axe, yeah, which makes you look like a worse. middle schooler. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what am I supposed to buy without well, looking like some sort of man child? Well, for me, man, it's uh, Dr. B- Dr. Bronner's peppermint soap. Question, have you ever read the whole Oh, it's insane. It's fucking crazy. (laughs) But the thing is, the thing is, I do identify, like, okay, it's not, it feels like kind of a self-aware crazy. It's not totally, but I identify with, like, I love, like, how fucking ridiculous it is. Way more than the Old Spice Ridiculous, which does feel theatrical. This feels like true raw crazy that I'm like, yeah, I'm on board with this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that I, I, I feel like it's the same way with Marvis, although Marvis is really overpriced, but Marvis toothpaste. Okay. Like, I'm just like, what's on here? Yeah. This is amazing. But what is this? <laughs> it takes um, such effort. It's like, it's crazy. And just the design of it, you know what it is? It's like an undesigned aesthetic, but it's like, I had to be thoughtful because of how content dense it is. And I'm just like, it. Uh, it's just, I'm so on board. <laughs> I think so, this is an example, to go back to what you asked earlier of, like, do you, do you overthink it when you start a brand? I would say that in this case, they just did it. Yeah, and here yeah, we yeah. are. I mean, okay, but this is a thing that we, we, we do appreciate. I feel like as consumers is you, you see the same thing in music. You see the same thing maybe in movies or in other things. When it is a raw expression, a lot of times you can feel it. I mean, of course we're getting better and better at faking that, but Old Spice is so packaged. And as even though Dr. Brown's is packaged, it does feel like, okay, they they believe this. And so, like, it just comes out. It is amazing. Ah, so that's right. important what you said, Grant. And I'm, I'm, ex- I'm anxious, Eva, to have you react to it as well. Because you say we're getting better and better at faking it, Grant, which is true. But the consumer, I think, is getting better and better at sniffing it out. 
it's an arms race between consumer <laughs> smelling through the bullshit and advertiser bullshitting. Oh. And so not not all brands bullshit, obviously, which is what we seek. We want that authenticity. Vince, I, I like to think of the consumer as like as like a a stout Russian who's like angry in its Cold War era, and maybe the advertiser of the United States who <laughs> who will potentially eventually win that that arms race. But I like us being a real tough tough russian folk and i like that too because consumers get treated like shit sheep <laughs> and babies and and in reality consumers although i mean it's not always on exhibition they're not as dumb as advertisers would like them to believe yeah. too all too often eva we've commandeered the conversation for a, a while here <laughs> could you react to this how do you think consumers are at spotting authentic brands and and how do you strive to make your the brands you work on more authentic well i will say that i'm still puzzled by the fact that the brands that are trying to do this are the brands that are already so well known and have the marketing budgets to do interesting things and they don't mm. <laughs> pepsi mm. um and <laughs> yikes uh, yeah uh, uh, yikes. and we'll sh- think- we'll show notes the end of independent breakdown like independent.co like uh the the publication breakdown of that commercial which is phenomenal i mean i think about the fact that the the companies that are selling these ideas that come off as the most inauthentic also have the opportunity to do really interesting things. And I actually think that that very much segues into when you're building a smaller brand or you're starting from scratch, you just do not have that flexibility always or the, you know, the capital to be doing, doing everything. So you have to think through what works, what is the best representation of you? How can you tell a real story? Because you are in fear of, turning off a consumer right away, which is what we, what we're sort of going through with Tinker is like, how connected are we to our customers? And, and I, I feel like you have, it's really actually interesting to build a small brand because you get to, to go back to what I said about testing, you get to test it throughout the way. And hopefully once you're humongous, you don't just throw this money uh, into stupid shit. But yeah, I mean, well, um, there's probably a lot to be said about the, about the like, the size being a more of a detriment at that point and it's less about budget it's more about brand equity and like the amount of stakeholders but yeah uh i listen i, I love Ooh. pepsi no i'm just kidding i don't drink i don't drink so, pop <laughs> god that's the did fucking, you just say pop i love that uh it's a minnesota thing oh pop yeah that's um Shit. That's the great Midwest for you. I've betrayed myself. I betrayed my brand, which is striving to no longer be and Midwest. Grant, I'm glad you brought that up because when we talk about building brands, it often becomes an inevitable truth that the people building the brands will have an impact on how the brand is built. Yeah, uh, which sounds like word soup a little bit, but what it means is that brand building is a creation process, and like all creation processes the artist has an impact on the work. So often human background stories, contexts, and impetuses can impact how we build a brand. And it, that's unavoidable. And that's not even a bad thing, perhaps. So maybe, Eva, you could kind of round this conversation out with a description of your your own brand, the brand of Eva, not Eva, not Ooh. Ava, uh, <laughs> and uh, where, where you came from and, and what makes you uh, the brand builder that you are today. Well, I was born in New Mexico. No, um, I think, yeah, I was born in New Mexico. Um, basically, Portlandia 
in Albuquerque. That was my childhood. Oh my god, amazing. Okay, so sorry, I have a dear friend who lives in Portland who is from Albuquerque, and whenever yes, I see her, I think I think of Portland. I think of Portlandia in Albuquerque. Okay, go on. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, my mom took me to Salt of the Earth bookstore. I mean, really, it's not a joke. Um, but <laughs> so I don't ever think of myself as a brand. This is why. Because everything that – this is what you'll find. You come over to my house, fly to New York, and you'll come in, and you'll be like, oh, you are clearly OCD. And I right. actually I do not throw that term around lightly, but I'm very organized. And then what I do online is reflected um, – in how I do things in real life. So the brand of me is just, it really is who I am through and through. I'm not trying to tell a story necessarily or make you think that I'm something I'm not. I don't tell everything. It's not like I sit there and, you know, like show you my ugly like carrots that I ate for, for lunch. But I just, I, I try to at least hmm. be really honest with what I do share. Um, and where I came from was I, I was a Religiously debate in my 20s. I was in a very left brain world. I loved it tremendously, um, but there was definitely a right and wrong answer. And then I went into the creative world and started working for really small companies. And we just didn't have the luxury of telling bullshit stories. Um, and then started working for clients and realized that they didn't have the luxury of doing that either. So, so have tried to help guide people or pull out what is true about their brand. And then also you know, not to be so long-winded, but like act as a consumer who can reflect on what I see in their brand. So the kinds of clients I've taken on, I've sat there side by side with them and said, okay, here's what I see from the outside. And as we go through this process, that may change, but this is like my initial reaction. So let's, mm. let's bounce this around. Um, I think that's yeah, awesome. Right. I, that, that is cool for you to to be able to be the consumer still, I mean, to, to, to represent in some ways a consumer while being internal, while not being fully internal. I think that's like a really unique position to fulfill. It's just like common sense. Well, fucking I think it's really funny. No, I mean, in fucking, the sense of, All right. Let's no, no, turn no, no, this no. thing off. I, <laughs> you're right. No, 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 I respect I mean, that. I respect that. Listen, a p- part of our show really is just saying like, oh, yeah, just shut up and get to work, basically. And that's but, kind of what yeah, you're saying in a right? way. I, yeah. I mean, it from the perspective of like, okay, let me rephrase this and use another cliche phrase. God. Don't overthink it. Yeah. Because I think like if you think about, okay, if I talk to somebody about their email strategy, I'm like, how many emails from companies do you open? How many do you read? Why do you read them? What do you just delete? If you're about to spend all this money on this email next week, like what do you expect from it? So when I say that, I'm, I'm more mean from the perspective of what do you do? Just look at what you do and think through that. And yes. then out of that comes essentially really interesting. Stop talking yes. about, okay. Oh man. I, I was on, I was on a call today earlier talking about some social strategy and we were talking about the, like, uh, what was it? Like Twitter's our moleskin notebook. And in Twitter we, and I was just like, ah, shut up. What do we do, man? <laughs> <laughs> like, we, like, let's just go start tweeting, man. No, <laughs> it's so true though. I've, I've heard clients talking and I, I won't name them because although this is going to sound like totally like hand in mouth, I do really appreciate all of our clients for what they are in their Jesus. own ways and they all have their strengths and I like working with them. But I've heard some of them say like, we need to like learn how to 
think like the person that like buys our product and like we need to try to get into the minds and i'm sitting there thinking like you you're also human beings aren't you right you're not like (laughs) snake people you're not like robots like just think like a person just think Right, but it's it's. I guess it's not always that easy, or maybe it's not uh, always that simple. People, well, people put on their business that caps, to man. They put on their business caps, and and I respect professionalism, but they do that, and they they want to, you know, they care deeply, and so they want to be, they want to be avant garde at times, and it's just like it's just a natural thing, but it is just comical. Well, I think what confuses this for I would say people. Okay, I don't know. I'm not making a comment about age, but I will say that when you have clients who've been doing something for a really long yes. time and they were, they've seen, you know, the advent of social media and blah, blah, blah. They sort of don't extract, they don't like look at it as another communication yeah. tool, another story. T- like it's just storytelling it- or it's just in the case of an Instagram, like you're making pretty pictures and you're just making this like gallery wall. I, I think that there's always a way to, it's not new. It's not a new way to talk to people. It, it's the same. Totally. It's it's probably right. less participatory yeah. there and more of like a marketing channel kind of thing. And so then it's, you know, when it's participatory, it's just like, oh, wait, no, like, yeah, let's just exist here and like do what we would do here. But if you're right. not, it, I do understand maybe if you don't the, know what the to do. Cha- there. Yeah, yeah. The challenges of like, of adopting a voice to and yeah okay all right all right it's all right. it is complicated but at the end of the day it's also as simple as you ever <laughs> have said which is common common fucking sense right yes totally <laughs> oh man now i sound like such an asshole no I, <laughs> no no I, no to be fair to be fair you kind of are it's i mean no. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, no. oh no it's not true listen hey, well, hey, this is a good i really i rarely right? get to do that come on just humor me I, you're not an asshole you're obviously a lovely human i just i'm the asshole i just wanted to like shine for a second <laughs> wow it's fine <laughs> hey, you know what sometimes i grant on your twitter cover photo so it's not a big deal see look at this is a branding issue it's a slash i mean really though truly and i've gotten that before yeah and respect for calling me out on that you motherfucker and i'm so sorry for saying motherfucker that's terrible this has been this has been one of the more profane episodes ever yes thank you we're talking how people talk no 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 i mean like i would call another girl an asshole there are times when, you know, you're just like a, you're a guy, you're a girl, you're, you're being an asshole. <laughs> yes. Okay. Listen, I, I don't want to go too deep into this, but I do want to, we should show notes this because I really appreciated it. I don't really listen to Joe Rogan, like almost at all, but I listened to a, an episode of him and Moshe Kasher, who I, I really like Moshe Kasher. And uh, they, they had a really long episode and they talked a lot about language and about taboo and context and i th- i thought it was like a really helpful episode for me so i will show notes that uh but but it the it, they talked kind of in similar ways about like just calling people x or y or whatever it might be <sighs> and yeah i like i like saying asshole because it's like a very universalist body part right yes like we all we all have one of those yes thank you ben <laughs> i was about to look up 
<laughs> I was about to look up Eva's uh, Twitter header image. We'll we'll check that out later. Oh, I didn't mean to call you out. I was just teasing. <laughs> no, it's good. it's nice. I like I like it. I like where this went. I like that I'm not the one embroiled for a second. But um, can we go? Can we talk about some social media channels? Kind of, sort of, in a way. In yeah. this in this next off topic topic section, whoop! I spoiled it. <laughs> you did. You, here's the thing, Vince. Here, here's kind of the tragedy of that. You were like, you had a nice lead in. It felt like you were kind of, sort of, gonna like, like saunter in. You were a cool guy at a party, and then you just like dove. You just like dove in, and you were like, I'm yeah, here. I re- tripped right over the shoes in front of the door. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, on yep, my yep. face. Uh, <laughs> hey, so Eva. Each week we talk about something that's not particularly germane to the topic at hand and we call that the off-topic topic and this week we're talking about hacking and not in like the actual cyber warfare that's going on between the east and the west but in the sort of harmless slash semi-harmful fun of getting your facebook fished or your skype account (laughs) sort of jumped into (laughs) as one of us may have experienced and we know we know this because we have omniscient pre-recorded call knowledge uh you have a a story that actually fits really well into this conversation oh no okay i mean i'm have always been since my portlandia albuquerque days the person (laughs) who talks to everybody i i really do love people and i'm very curious um and i was in tribeca i was here in new york on a visit i had i hadn't moved yet and long story short, get into this conversation with somebody and he's like, oh, you should see this thing. Let me see your phone. And I handed him my phone and he put like, you know, malware. I don't even know what's on a phone. Like phishing, whatever. He did. I don't know. So this is fascinating. I love this story already. How'd he do it? Did he put a USB into the phone? I think he put in a VPN. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't understand. <laughs> However, uh, so I didn't know. Then I then I looked him up after he handed me my phone back because I I did finally it hit me like this is this is not this is not cool. Um, and he has a long history of being a scammer and being in jail. And it was clearly right in front of my face if I just would have looked him up before. Oh my! And Where'd then, you run into this character? just in a cafe in Tribeca. Like I was just like sitting there on my computer. He makes conversation. Totally looks like a weirdo. This is my fault for just thinking everybody's nice. And, um, Oh no, he stamped out the beautiful sort of (laughs) open heartedness of Eva that day with his weird phone fishing scheme. Probably, probably helpful to do it on that level in in a less versus a less harsh. Did you have to brick your phone or did you get it cleaned up? I, I got a new phone. I cleaned it up. I did everything. Now, here's the kicker to the story, <laughs> which oh, no. uh, I'm, I'm married and my husband will tell you was pretty funny in retrospect. I then went down the spiral of thinking he had hacked my entire life and like was in the hotel room the next morning trying to log on to my computer and couldn't and start hyperventilating wow. and, oh, no. and I'm like no. he, stole, he stole my life my life is over <laughs> and Ian, Ian like takes the computer logs right in is like I think that you're just in a panic state <laughs> <laughs> <That's sad. laughs> so it's fine. Oh, um, but I did have to change my phone number because he did keep contacting me shout oh. out I mean 
A quick, uh, and actually, Vince, maybe this is a great opportunity to reintroduce the, what is it, off-off topic topic? No, what do we call it? Oh, yeah, this is the new thing we're doing, the OOTT, yeah. Yeah, okay, so phone numbers, in this, wait, wait, OOTT? In this week's OOTT, we're talking, we're talking, actually, let's call it residuals, not in the good way. We're talking uh, spillover, my fucking phone number (laughs) In the worst way, spill over in the worst way. My phone number has not changed since I was in sixth grade, okay? And it's also uh, a pretty, it's a very memorable one, side note. And I, I won't tell you the any of the other digits besides my, it ends with three, four, five, six. So that is actually a factor in me keeping it. That being said, now anybody can fucking contact me. And I had this, <laughs> I mean, anybody who's ever interacted with me who, like, it was not hard to get my phone number, you know, for many, many years. And it, I don't know. I feel like it's just probably on the internet at this point. And just like, I don't know. I, I, I don't change it because it would be such a hassle. And I, I love having that. Your phone number is so nice. It's nice. It really is. It's a sweet phone number, but God damn it, man. Occasionally, like, especially on my birthday, I had people contacting me from so long ago, and I was like, my phone feels like Facebook right now, and I just wanted to smash it. I was like, go away. Leave Burn me alone. Uh, okay, so let's get back to the off-topic topic. That was a good episode. That was a nice sojourn. I actually also, to give a shout-out to my own phone number, it's not as good as yours, but mine is double zero double nine, which is re- I like that too. We, it's like the lowest of the highest. Hey, so I know nice. Vince, this is more of a note to self. Let's get some music for the off off topic topic. Pat, you're listening, so we'll get on it. Um Pat is our editor. Hi Pat. <laughs> nice. That's that was nice. And actually, hold on. This I don't want to introduce a new episode, but uh come on. Your Twitter Your Twitter header Wait, is just all I white. Hate Twitter. I hate Twitter. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. I don't. I, it's just okay. all white. That come on. You came at me so hard. Yeah. Why are you calling out our guest? All white is is why am I- perfectly reasonable. Okay. So is a literally handwritten, and it's a slash grant. It was just. It looks good. It looks good. I I I'm never on Twitter. I really am not. I don't like. That's fair. This is. Twitter well, just goes on Twitter to call you. out our guests no. for their logos. No, and that's it's, right. it's fair. Well, she came at me pretty hard, uh, honestly. <laughs> she doesn't have a logo. It's a lack of. Okay, more more of an Instagram homie, yeah? Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Me, me too. I mean, at this point, I I loved I loved Twitter, uh, but I am now way, way more in, into Instagram. All right, good talk. No, uh, here's the thing. I, I know. I like... <laughs> I like Twitter to read the news, yeah. but I feel about tweeting the same way I feel about tattoos, which is I know my my very type A brain will regret it. Yeah, <laughs> mm. <laughs> if I tweet, so never Twitter is tattoos. forever. That's true. Wow, this is That's cool. Why. I I relate to you really I, in a lot of ways. I have one small tattoo, and I have. A, a large like layer of me that is type a but there is another side i i toe the line and so i do tweet <laughs> but i i regret everything i've ever done well so to to harangue us back onto the off topic topic at least momentarily with the reason we started this uh, episode a little bit late <laughs> Is because by oh yeah, we, and this is a meta meme that me and Grant like to say, so it makes it especially poignant. Uh, my Twitter 
has been infiltrated by no, no, your nefarious Skype. Your Skype, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, Skype, yeah sorry. my Skype. My Skype has been infiltrated by ne'er do wells on the internet, uh, and they have started tweeting junk links from. Or t- tweet. I call everything that's sending a message tweeting now. They're sending junk links <laughs> in my Skype. Uh, and so then I had to get a new, I had to go to my backup burner account. Your burner uh, account, yes. So that's okay. the latest. So wow. it, it is funny though, because Skype is such a weird network already. Like we. It's re- actually super useful. It, it's taken for granted, I think, a bit for. Uh, for how long it's been around, but it, it is sort of um, becoming out, outlived. It, it is. It, it is because, like, if I really want to get on a video call, I'm way. I'm. I'm generally more likely to hop on a Google Hangout, um, or I don't know. There are just other options. I just. I just feel like it, it's a bit. A bit more of a to do to get people's contact info to get connected on there, and so oh, then, it is. Yeah, yeah, we we right. deal with that, it, but but it's funny then because we use it, we do use it, we use it to to record episodes of the show sometimes when we're not in person, and we'll get on there, and it's so funny when we because I'll have like three missed messages from random people I have not talked to in literally years. It feels like they have my phone number, but it'll just be like <laughs> a link, just a crazy link that is obviously spam, and I'm just like, God, oh yeah, God is, and it, it's funny because. I feel like we're connected with people that are like a little bit like, I don't know. We, we respect, we respect and we're like, Oh yeah, they're like a thing on the internet. You know, they're a brand on whatever. And I'll get some crazy link from somebody who is just like, it's so funny. But, and then here we are Vince and we got one from you, which was particularly uh, malicious and clever because it, it feeds the ego. It's, it's like a long Google link with like an equals grant Spanier. So I think it customizes to the user, which is fucking crazy. Devilish. It feeds the ego. It's like, oh, oh, is this some... I literally thought, oh, damn, is there, like, some, like, Google... Like, I thought it was a funny Google search, not, like, a malicious one, because it's coming from you, and I clicked it, and then I was like, oh, my God, Vince has been hacked. The mainframe. It's... (laughs) Run! (laughs) We've been compromised. Uh, So, I mean, yeah, Eva, do you do you use Skype in your in your like day to day? No, it took me like two weeks to figure out how to. How to do oh so man, poor Skype. You know we. Well, oh, I'm talking it, about it, bad it, brand it. experience. We're so sorry. <laughs> no, I mean I know that it, you can record the call, so it's better. I just and it let me say something. Functional. You throw someone that appear in link, which I do often with like clients, and then all of a sudden your face pops up, and they're like, "Whoa!" So I I, I think there is something to be said for. It feeling more like a phone call, yeah. But I never mm-hmm. use it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, it does have some good like international functionality, and, and there's a reason it's still widely used. But it is certainly falling out of favor. And hey, no thanks to the fact that they don't have a better crackdown system for botting and phishing. But we've all had those experiences, and, and they have helped us build not only character but also awareness about what sort of challenges and, and traps exist on the interwebs. Uh, so there is Or in that. person in Tribeca. <laughs> yeah. Be careful out there. <laughs> you, got, you got literally <laughs> face-to-face hacked, which is a very unique experience. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the IRL uh, hack. I love it. I have to say, I, have a, I, I think I will definitely speak on behalf of both of us when I say this has been such a fun and refreshing conversation, uh, super candid, 
and a lot of laughs, which uh, we we always have a good time, almost always with our guests, but rarely do we actually laugh aloud as much as we have. So, oh, thanks good. so much for joining us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll thank you. Back in well, <laughs> to the yeah. So, so, sometimes it is a, a less of a brand fit. This feels like a great brand fit. It does. Yeah, it's. I think we're we're <laughs> clicking on all cylinders. Um, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I was just really afraid that I didn't tell you all of the brand secrets and talk about branding too much. Oh, but if to put you to no. sleep, the, listen. That's the, that's the secret, man. The, to to us, the secret is there are none. I mean, the, the, of course, there are best practices. There are like tools. There are helpful things that will uh, get you on your way. But a lot of it really is just like kind of personal and effort and just time you spend on it. So. <laughs> it's just so, so uh, I'm actually even like humanizing you from afar. Okay, so we dug into your work. Humanizing you then gives me more confidence, and not not in, not in a demeaning way, but in a really empowering way. I think, and so I think that's that is the point of a lot of our show. So thank you for sharing so candidly, so openly, and and I I think uh, yeah, your work is inspiring, and you being so open with us, I I, I hope that inspires others. Well, thank you. And I am wearing an Everlane 100% human sweatshirt right now. So oh, <laughs> I wow. feel like it all tied together. I mean, really? It's, so I mean, that's scripted. <laughs> Promise you not pre-recorded. Actually, it is pre-recorded. No. No. Um, but we, we actually have another, a few more requests of you to wrap up the conversation, if you don't mind, Eva. You want me to sing? Okay, I will. No, yes. Yeah, Wait, hold on. I need to. I need to get this in here. My my layer of OCD is like needing to be heard constantly. But uh, I, you, your voice. Sorry, that's like terrible, but true. Uh, uh, but y- your voice. I was. It was reminding me of someone. Speaking of branding, but it was reminding me of someone. I couldn't figure it out. But I think it's Lauren Lapkus, which to me is a oh. compliment. Which wait. Is, can- yeah, you know the story here, right? Though I don't. This is not my voice. I told we were supposed to have this two weeks ago. This call, and I was like, I have no voice. And I and I went to Sweden, and I had no voice. I could oh, not. Yes. Speak. So this is like a residual. Amazing. I, it's isn't that weird? Yes. Okay. I, maybe we'll show notes this. Maybe we won't. But uh, you like you should go listen to Lauren Lapkus's voice. Like okay. uh, she, she podcasts. I listen to her on a lot of podcasts and I like her in a, as an actress. Uh, she's in crashing. Have you seen crashing at all? Probably not. No. I mean, oh, it's like, drunk history. I've seen her in drunk history. Oh, nice. Yeah. She's super fun. So I, I have a lot of like, uh, sentimental, strong feelings for her. Cause I've listened to so much of her stuff, but yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Vince, no, no. Vince, Vince, you were segueing. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I guess I wasn't, but I was going to say, uh, if you could answer have a couple questions for us to wrap things up, uh, the first one being, uh, hopefully the easier of the two, how can our listeners support you and the work that you're doing? I mean, can we just have protected sex? All of us. Yes. Like, let's just, yay. No, I mean, I think that that going on mod and participating and signing up is really great, but otherwise I don't need anything. I like I like giving advice. So if you want to just Fuck email yeah. me, I'm happy with that too. That's amazing. I love Excellent. That. Uh, are you are you daring enough to have us share your email in our show yeah, notes? Yeah, please. Because if somebody remembers it and can spell it, damn it, they really want to. <laughs> yeah, get yeah, through. yeah. The idea with the show notes is they can actually just oh, copy yeah, the yeah. link. But uh, please. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we got it. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. And yes, this PSA has been brought to you by Ten Thousand Hours. <laughs> Uh, enjoy sex responsibly. Perfect. Oh gosh, I love that, and I love I love like reducing taboo. I mean, fuck. 
truly true that's what exactly. i think that's what makes me happiest about mod it's like it's such a frank but also friendly uh like you know what that is mod. why i thought of you in in terms of things it wasn't feminine it was just like taboo addressing a taboo subject head-on with a good aesthetic yeah i i agree and i i would at some point we'll all have to link in with my co-founders because they're pretty funny too and we're we're quite a quite a trio so i, I think okay sounds good yeah. but we're not when we doing, have you on we're not linkedin we're them. not getting on linkedin okay just to be clear right you meant that like <laughs> no, no no not linkedin I just meant, like, skype. let's just like skype it out or something yeah that sounds great i'm on board cool uh, well, we'll show notes all that stuff and and uh, definitely support you in that way. Eva, our second question, if you would like our listeners to take one thing away from your time on the show that perhaps isn't a safe sex PSA, what would you want that to be? I would say if you're building anything on your own behalf or anyone else's behalf, try to think like a consumer. Because it's just so easy to get into this, like, into the boardroom, right? And it just, that's just not how it works. So Damn. I just want people to know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you really you know. did knock it out of the park when you said, like, use common sense, right? It's, it's like, be a human in how, you, in how you create messages and brands because it's humans that are consuming them. Mm. Totally. And I think even writing down, like taking a few brands you like and writing down why you like them, there may be some surprising information in there because it's not just like you, I don't know, you like the product itself. Maybe you actually do like the voice or you think their emails are funny. There's something in that exercise, I think. Totally. Mm. Yeah. And even artistically, creatively, there's a, even if you're not building a brand, there's probably a lot there for you looking at people whose work you aspire to or whose work you enjoy. And, th- and then also probably like like you're implying is like letting letting go of like uh like nobody not not that no one cares but like you probably care too much if you care a lot and like no, yeah. no one else is is like expending that amount of effort to like analyze the thing you're doing so maybe just like let go and put it out i know isn't there a fun it's like a funny time we live in where you're supposed to love yourself so much and also not be a total egomaniac it's very interesting <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! Just the last minute scraping of the one of the most foundationally important like psychological <laughs> questions of our generation. So uh, we'll leave the show with that. Uh, and one more request. That feels on brand. Ever. That does feel on brand, Vince. I, I Absolutely, it does. Um, could God. you do with one favor, like one just favor for us? We sign the show off with our signature saying, which is "ship it." We like to think that if it, it doesn't ship, it isn't art, and getting things done is pretty pretty gall dang important. So well, if wait, you could Vince, say, Vince, okay, sorry, I know I'm. This is a hard left or right turn. I'm not sure. I think I'm mixing up left and right field, which out of right field. But at any rate, I'm trying to derail us, but maybe rerail us. Maybe that's my. Oh God, that's terrible. I'm, but, I but hold like on, hold on. <laughs> bear with me. Bear with me. I'm thinking instead of a ship it this week, maybe could we just yell safe sex? <laughs> uh, uh, In the spirit it's of up ship to it, Eva, right? It's up to Eva. If you if you want to if you want to deviate, I think it'd be a great opportunity. Let's do it. Safe sex. <laughs> we will say three. Great. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Are you're counting? counting us down, Eva. No, you're. Oh, counting. I'm counting down. 
Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Safe, Safe sex. sex. <laughs> oh, man. I really hope that we all have sex better than how we just did that because that was really bad. Okay.